Remember when Paul wrote that besides Timothy, he had no one else of kindred spirit to send? Nobody with genuine concern for others? No one else seeking the interests of Christ? Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. The words of Paul that I used in the introduction were from Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 through 21. Paul was able to send Timothy to the church at Philippi because he was of a kindred spirit with Paul. Timothy had a genuine concern for the welfare of the saints there, and Timothy wasn't seeking after his own interests, but those of Christ Jesus. How disappointing to read that Paul had no one else to send, and how disappointing is it to see this type of thing happening in our own day, and, if we're honest, even among ourselves. We all have a tendency to want things our way. Hear now from the Word of God, holy, inspired, inerrant, and infallible, in Romans 15, verses 1 through 6. Now we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not just please ourselves. Each of us is to please his neighbor for his good to his edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, The reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In this text, Paul is continuing his teaching about Adiaphora, his teaching about those stronger and weaker in faith, but he's also broadening on these subjects a little bit. Here he teaches us that our reasonable service includes pleasing one another. And I want to highlight a point from each of the six verses. Our obligation, our intention, our motivation, our instruction, our expectation, and finally, our ambition. The word ought in the first verse indicates that we are morally bound to act in a particular way. The strong have an obligation towards the weak. The strong are to help carry their burdens. No doubt, burdens from scruples and errors, but burdens nonetheless. The strong are not simply to please ourselves. In verse 2, we see that our intention, or the aim of this, is for edification. It's to build up. It's to make stronger those weaker in faith. What's the motivation for all of this? Christ. We read in verse 3, Christ did not please himself. But at great cost and sacrifice, Christ bore our reproaches against God. Paul continues in verse 4 by reminding us that our instruction is the Word of God. And in it, by God's grace, we have endurance and encouragement. 
we have a confident expectation that Jehovah will grant us unity, harmony of mind and living for the sake of the Son of God through the work of God the Holy Spirit as the fifth verse has an echo of verse 4. In the final verse of our text, we arrive at the so that. Our ambition is to have all the followers of Christ glorifying Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with one voice and enjoying Him with like affection. We are to please others and not just ourselves as we submit to Scripture in the power of God's grace and for His glory. This text is a call to Christ-likeness. By His sacrifice, we have been bought, cleansed, and united. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him.